Hello, and welcome to A View from the Perch, a podcast covering important financial topics from the perspective of a financial advisor and an experienced certified financial planner. Each week, we give a brief market update, discuss current economic events, analyze and debate highlighted stocks, and provide education on a financial subject. Now, here are your hosts, Bill Parrott and Spencer Engelkev. All right, we're welcoming a very, very special guest, Mr. Ryan Arnold. And for those OG listeners, you'll notice that he was the one that created this podcast at the beginning. He interned with us this summer, but now he's here as an interviewee. So Ryan, how are you feeling? I'm good. I'm really excited. Um, it's weird being back, being able to do it, especially now that Bill's gone. Just doing it with you, it's pretty exciting. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, and just a caveat, Bill's not gone, gone. He's just vacationing with his family right, right. in Colorado. <laughs> we, had, we want to make sure we keep that up. Okay, so right, the kind of the main point we're doing here is um, you're a college student, and we really wanted to get the perspective of what, what does it look like to invest in college because there's college break coming around, so there's going to be a lot of dinner tables a lot of family conversations. So we really wanted to talk to not only our younger listeners, but also our older listeners. How do you kind of communicate finances with this younger generation? So to get started, Ryan, we want to know about you. What are you doing? We know you're in college. Kind of tell us about yourself. Um, so I am a junior at Trinity University. Um, I have a part-time job. I play football there. And I'm normally in about 18 hours, so I can graduate on time at a hard liberal arts school. Wow. Okay. So you're saying football, part-time, and 18 hours. That, that seems like a lot going on. It is. It's a lot. But uh, it's. I think it's important to be able to have a lot going on because if you don't, then you end up doing, for me personally, doing poorly on managing my time. Mm, if I have a lot going on, then it's scheduled out well. Um, but if I have too much free time, I end up taking advantage of it and missing out on some of the things that I need to be doing. Um, Perfect. Okay. If I have to get it done, then it's better when I have less time to do it. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So junior in college, um, give us kind of, tell us about your investment journey. How did you get into it? What kind of happened? Like what's, what's your journey look like? Um, so for college, college is different than growing up. Growing up for me, investing was just kind of investing in myself, which hmm. Um, it would mean starting little businesses, um, like buying things and selling to my friends for more. Um, just however I could figure out ways to make money. Um, so I'd invest in whatever I thought was cheap and I could make more money off of. So kind of like, uh, for a little kid, it was like a little kid version of stocks, like, <laughs> um, playground, like silly bands. We'd go to Target, we'd buy them and I'd go to my friends and, um, I'd sell it to them for more than I paid for it. Earn so, a profit. Right. So whatever I could do to make a profit. And as soon as I was able to, I started investing into stocks and I didn't know what I was doing. Mm. Uh, so I started investing whatever I thought was cool at the time. So Apple or um, honestly, I wasn't able to invest fully into Apple at the time because Apple was expensive. <laughs> That's fair. And so I'd go on Robinhood and I'd invest like a portion into Apple. So I'd get like mm. one fifth of an Apple stock. Um, and then I'd buy a, um, just, I don't even remember what one of my first stocks were Netflix. I think I bought Netflix, um, when I first could, um, but just random stocks. I didn't know what I was doing. Mm. I'd look up like, what's a good stock and just buy the first one I saw. Um, That's awesome. So like what, what age were you approximately during this transition um, from selling silly bands to buying stocks? 
I was probably, I did it before I was legally able to, um, through my okay. dad's account. That's incriminating. So well, it, <laughs> I'm was, just it was, it was like, he gave me like my little yeah, section that I was allowed to have and all that. Um, so I did that. Uh, so it was probably about 16 years old. 16 years old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there, there are those, those accounts in which high schoolers and, and people younger than 18 are able to get in the stock market via their custodian accounts. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's pretty young and that's that's encouraging. So I guess the question is why even why did you start investing? Uh, honestly, it's always been something I'm interested in. Um, I didn't really even realize that you could make a whole lot of money from it. I just thought, well, I have this money, and it's better for it to be somewhere that people say it should be than in my pocket. Mm. Um, and if I put it in something that I wouldn't be spending in it, I wouldn't be spending it. And I growing up had a problem with. Just as soon as I got money, I'd spend it. Mm. My dad said, well, why don't you like save it? And I'm like, well, I didn't want to put it in a savings account because that to me, that was a waste because I'm, I'm a kid. I'm going to make more money later on. Yeah, I'm not going to try to save my $12 for when I'm an adult. It's fair. Um, so I wanted to invest it into something. I didn't know how. So my dad said, well, let's get some stocks. Huh. So I got some stocks and I picked the one that I liked. And that's kind of the way I did it. I just, as I got money, I put it into my little Robin Hood account. Um, and then as I got older, I started to invest more into ETFs. And as we go later into the podcast, I'll explain why I think that's more important for a younger investor. That's good. So who who were the people that told you, hey, stocks are what you should be investing into? Because there's not many 16-year-olds that hear that from a lot of people. So, uh, Well, my dad one time showed me his um, 401k. And mm. I thought that was really interesting, even though I didn't understand what interesting. it was. I just saw a large number on it. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, I need, I need to be invested in that. <laughs> um, and he's, he explained what stocks were. And I didn't fully understand it. All I could really grasp from what he explained was that you put money in, you get more money out. Um, and for me, that was really interesting. So That's that's a good point because I do think, um, especially my, my parents were very hush-hush about money. And they didn't show me any of their retirement account, investment accounts. So I never was really intrigued until... I went to college. So that might be a good kind of note for listeners is if you have your kids around and you want to get them invested because, you know, it's going to set them up for success in the future, you know, be open and transparent and show kind of the cool things, the graphs that come about mm-hmm. and, and the stocks and your 401k retirement account. So that, that's, a, that's a good point. Um, yeah. So you talked about Ro- uh, Robin Hood. So kind of how do you invest as, as a college student? Uh, for me, I don't make a whole lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a part-time job where I make about $10 an hour. Um, and I made some money over the past couple summers. I'll run a camp or two over the breaks. Um, so I'm not making consistent um, large amounts of money. Yeah. And I have to make money or I have to use my money to get groceries, um, pay for gas. And although my expenses aren't that much, I'm not making that much, so I can't save too much. (laughs) Um, But for me, I just, the little amounts that I know that I can save, I put into my accounts um, and then I never let it drop below a certain amount. So Mm. whether it means I can't go out to eat that night because I don't want to have to pull from my investment account or I can't buy like a random cowboy hat that one of my friends bought. Like it's just little sacrifices I have to make so I don't have to pull from my investment account and to me, that's important. It yeah. may not be important to other people, but I feel like if I'm pulling from that, especially right now when uh, stocks are low mm-hmm. and the market's not doing well, I don't want to pull from it at all. Yeah. I'm going to let it ride. Um, so. Okay. So that's, that's good. 
And I guess the major question on a lot of people's mind, especially in your situation, is I am working part time. I mean, I might have student loans. I'm barely making enough for groceries. How the heck can I even invest? And so I guess the question I have for you is, do you have that set number that you're trying to save every day? Or is it more, I just don't want my account to be lower than the threshold and I'll throw it money whenever I get a chance. Um, for me, it's based off of what I get on my part-time job mm. payments. So I work as like a graphic designer for my school and I'll make anywhere between 200 to $400 on a paycheck. And I normally try to put away at least half of it into my investment account. Wow. Um, because most guys don't have a part-time job yeah. at school, especially football guys. And so we aren't spending a whole lot of money, mm. just groceries and gas. So that's normally about $200 a month. Um, and so I can normally save about half of it. Um, and then I'm basically living off of that other $200 plus um, some of the money that I saved in my savings account from the summer. Yeah. Um, but no, there's no like specific threshold that I try to keep it over. I don't like to pull out, but mm -hmm. I also don't, I don't have like a set number that I put in. I don't have a set number that I keep it at. I just know that even though it's not that much money that's going to be saved, it's going to be something that will keep on growing over time. And even right now, it not like what I said earlier about it being $12 and it's not going to be anything mm -hmm. like now that it's a couple thousand dollars one day as it keeps growing, a couple more thousand dollars and it'll be something that will be very instrumental when I pull it out. Yeah. Yeah. Time is your best ally when it comes to investing and kind of explain that process. Have you ever done it where you just, whatever was left over from the month you threw it in rather than kind of that goal that you had? And if so, kind of what was the results of, of that? Um, I used to have something called, um, I don't remember what it was called, but it was something that rounded up each dollar that I Acorn. spent. Acorn. Acorns. Yes. Yeah. I had something called Acorns. I still have it. I actually haven't checked it in a long time, <laughs> but every dollar that I spend gets rounded up. Mm. And so kind of similar to what you're saying at the end of the month, the amount for me, I just saved that amount that I had from the end of the month to keep me going for the next month. Yeah. Um, to keep paying for whatever I need to pay for groceries, gas, whatever random yeah. expenditures to come up. But Acorns. I really recommend because yeah. every now and then I open that app and I have a couple hundred dollars saved and I don't feel like I spend any money. Yeah, it's a, it's a solid app and I agree completely. And and the reason why I asked that question is because similar when I was in your situation, if I didn't save that money and just waited till like the end of the month and whatever I had, I threw in, it was a significantly less than if I were to budget it and make it a priority. So that's like the big thing about saving is it really comes down to discipline. And if you really want to save, you're going to have to start making those tough choices. But if you don't have that goal, you can't say, no, I don't want to go out tonight because I want to save because you're just waiting till the end of the month. So right. that's that's a huge thing. Um, okay, so next question. Do you pick your own stocks? If so, kind of how do you decide which to invest in and kind of what would you say to your peers that are like, stock picking or, or investing? Um, so I used to pick my own stocks and then I realized I really just don't know what I'm doing <laughs> um, until I got, until I started working here this summer and I mm -hmm. realized that it's probably better for me to follow a portfolio um, and determine what my risk level is. Mm -hmm. um, and for me being a college student, it's super high. Yeah. Why? Um, just because I have so long and so I'm pulling it out. True. Um, so if it tanks, Oh, well, 
I have 40 years, it'll probably go back up. Um, but so I decided I'm going to follow ETFs and, okay. um, so it doesn't really matter what you decide you want to do now. Like just find a portfolio that fits you depending on how risky you want to be. And if you're in college, find a riskier portfolio. There's places you can look for different portfolios. You can talk to um, Parrot Wealth Management. They can find you a portfolio. Oh, nice plug. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, follow ETS because um, it's really hard to pick your own stocks. And like the chances that you follow something like um, AMC and movie theaters just become not a thing anymore, mm. or not popular anymore. And then you have a company that's bankrupt. Um, I mean, it's possible, but yeah. ETS, they're going to find something and they'll manage those portfolios for you inside the ETS and you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because I mean, if the difference between individual stocks and ETF is individual stocks, you're just investing in that one company. ETF is a basket of stocks. So for example, if you invest in the Vanguard 500 index, you're investing in 500 of the top, the top 500 companies in the United States. And so that's really where it goes into if you're investing, like you say, 100% in AMC, and AMC tanks, your money's gone. However, with these ETFs, you're able to kind of get more diverse with a um, much more affordable option. Like you said, you only get half, what was it, one fifth of an Apple stock? Right. And so, the, yeah, I understand that. ETFs, especially being young, um, is, a, is a good way to go. So that, that makes a lot of sense. And that kind of brings me into my next question. Talk to us about your experience with these meme stocks and kind of the gamification of the stock market that has happened. Started with my generation. I feel like it's it's trickled down to yours as well. Um, yeah, so I think if you can get in on that, <laughs> if you're on some kind of Reddit thread or something and they're like, hey, we're all about to buy some GameStop tomorrow or whatever. Like, yeah, sure. But personally, I, I've never been able to get... I'm, I wasn't able to take advantage of GameStop. I wasn't able to mm. take advantage of AMC. I wasn't able to take advantage of any of them. So, I mean, I think they're interesting. If like with any stock, they'll rise, they'll drop. And even if it's a crummy company that's pretty much bankrupt, like if you can get in before they end up jumping up in price, I mean, you'll make some money. So I think that meme stocks, as silly as they are, they make people money. So no reason to to knock them until you try them. <laughs> that's that's fair. Um, but the big thing is you don't want to put your whole stake in that because right. as we've noticed, I get shot to the moon and I had some Dropped. buddies on the AMC moon ride, but then I had some buddies that got on at the top and nothing it did but drop like a rock. And they're right. like, this doesn't make sense. Everybody else has made money. So yeah, if you can get on early, uh, great. If not, don't I'm touch not it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so... How about what? What's some advice you'd give to young investors about investing when the market's struggling? Like you said, the stocks are down; you don't want to pull out. Um, so, how do you really kind of console those people? Um, I think the biggest thing I'd say is don't look at your portfolio too much. Okay. Uh, for me personally, I just open that app if I'm dropping money in. I never look at it throughout the day. I never look at it. Uh, if I had stocks, maybe I'd do it, but it's all ETFs. And I trust that the people managing those funds are doing a good job. I mean, it's not my place. <laughs> They're paid to, to manage those, those funds. So um, I just don't look at it very much and I let it ride because I, I am in a risky portfolio. Mm. So I understand the risk. I understand that it will tank. And honestly, right now I'm up. Um, and even though the market is doing poorly, so um, I just trust that they're going to be 
doing their job and I don't look at it very much and um, I just keep on putting money in. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's the big thing. On average, the S&P has gone up 10% per year. However, there's been 25% decreases years. They've been 35% increases. But over the past 100 years, it's averaged 10%. So that's the big thing. It's about staying invested. It's not it's not about getting invested. That's easy. But as soon as you kind of see that kind of rumbling in the stock market, a lot of people dip out. And then you lose all the potential for that rebound. So that's that's a good point. Um, last question I have for you, Ryan, and thank you so much for doing this, is if you could tell your 18-year-old self three things about finances, what would they be and why? Okay. First one, I'd say start early. Okay. Um, if I could look back and tell my even 14-year-old self with that $12, I said invest it mm. um, because it does multiply. And if I had my $12 um, again and again and again, and I kept on putting it in, who knows what it would be now. Um, so I would tell myself to start early and then I would say, don't need much to invest. Um, you don't need a couple thousand dollars. You don't need a couple hundred dollars on Robinhood. You can buy just little fractions of stocks. And at the very least it's, they make it kind of fun, which is kind of a bad thing, but <laughs> it makes you feel like, uh, you're doing something with your money. You're not just wasting it and buying candy. Um, so yeah, start early. Um, you don't need much to invest. And the last thing I would say is invest in yourself and find little ways to make money outside of the stock market. Um, if you're an 18 year old, start working on getting a part-time job, find ways to get a little side hustle so you can make money to put into your account. Because yes, you can put money in, but you have to have it from somewhere. Mm. Um, and a lot of people think that they'll just wait till they have a full-time job to be able to invest their money or they wait till um, they get money from their grandpa to invest there. However, it comes, uh, I would say invest in yourself, get a part-time job, find a side hustle, find a way to increase your personal worth, your personal um, stock and make yourself learn how to do something new, um, learn how to market yourself um, and create something, sell something, um, even if it's buying shoes or selling your friends. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that's great. And yeah, uh, the biggest thing is investing is a habit. People think, oh, I'm going to invest when I get you know a real job, a full-time job. But the question is, how much easier is it to invest 10% of $10, which is a dollar that I can live without a dollar, rather than when you're making 70, 80, 90 grand, how can you invest $7,000? And right. so it's just building up that habit. And, and I agree. And so, yeah, start early, do it often. Um, Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Ryan. Anything you want to leave the, the listeners? You've you've already spread your wisdom pretty greatly. So no, I uh, I had a blast. Thank you for having me. Um, and I'll keep on listening to the podcast from home. I love it. All right, thanks, Ryan. Thank you. Thanks for joining us this week. Make sure to visit our website parrotwealth.com where you can learn more about everything we have to offer at Parrot Wealth Management. That's our view from the perch. See y'all next week.